Now, we all know that Martin can metabolise a pint in five minutes, but I bet even he wouldn't turn his nose up at getting free beer delivered to his door. Yes, our friends at Beer 52 are offering our listeners a free case of eight unique craft beers. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF and cover the postage of $5.95. Beer 52 is the world's largest beer club. Even Big Mandy is welcome, but not Colin. He's an utter bozo. Each month, members are sent a crate of beer with different themes. Don't like dark beer? Then choose the light option. Comes with a magazine and two snacks, BLT and crumpets not included. Don't be a cockwomble. Just go to www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF to get this amazing offer. That's www.beer52.com forward slash WTAF. This podcast is sponsored by Stoney's Bar and Grill Sirencester. Get the Christmas party started at Stoney's with tables available for up to 50 people or buffets for up to 70 people. Hurry and book yours now before they all go by calling 01285 642 006 or visiting www.stoney's.co. Let the festivities begin! Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. Daft cow. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hello, you what the actual fuckers. (laughs) We are back with episode two and it's a very special episode. I am here in the shed with Neil. Hello, Neil. Hello, pal. How are you? It's good. It is. It's, it's good. Now, it's taken us a while to get the uh, planets to align for this, but uh, we are pleased and pleasured to say that we have the one and only Ashley Maguire with us. Hello, Ashley. Hello. Better known to all of you, uh, this country fans out there, as Big Mandy. All right. <laughs> brilliant absolutely brilliant so ashley let, let's let's jump straight into it when did you uh first know that you got the part and when did you first read the script that came to you uh it's tempting to say that i knew that i got the part as soon as i walked into the audition really uh just because <laughs> there was like six big mandies all waiting to <laughs> we were all waiting to be auditioned and um they were all, you know, had makeup and they all looked beautiful. My actresses do when they go for auditions. And I was in my biker leathers, and uh, I just thought, oh, you know, if, I, if I've got if I've got this right, then I think it's probably mine. But um, yeah, then they they called a couple of days later. We just really made each other laugh, in even in the audition, so. So, so what was the instruction on the character that you had then? Or do, do, do you get much instruction of what the character is before you go into an audition? No, I, there wasn't really a lot. It was just all in the writing, actually. That's the great thing about um, Daisy and Charlie's writing is is everything is there for you, actually. There wasn't a lot of, uh, as far as I recall, there wasn't a lot of um, 
instruction apart from that she was called Big Mandy. And then you could see what she was saying, she was like, and how that, you know, how Kerry in particular reacted to her. Right, right. Yeah. So when it comes to things like your costume, is that already all sort of laid out or did you have input into that? No. Oh, no, I had, yeah, I had input. Yeah, I wanted, um, we were kind of on the same page anyway. Um, uh, the costume are brilliant on, on this country, but um, I, I really felt like Big Mandy would be <laughs> stuck uh, sort of in a, in a look from the early 90s uh, that was kind of <clears throat> kind of George Michael's look when he, you know, was sort of around the time that he was doing Faith and... Uh, <laughs> there was a bit of that like a kind of you know a bit like how i dressed in the early 90s i think the late 80s early 90s but she's that she's stayed there some people really catch a look don't they and they stay there for the rest of their lives and i that's what i fancied for, for <laughs> so we went for that so when you actually came to film your episode um what how did you film it was it chronological or did you just do a bit here and a bit there no, you te- you tend not to film chronologically. You know, you film uh, uh, with the availability of location. So if they've only got a house for a certain amount of days, you do all the scenes at the house there. And so it's very rare you do something chronological. It'd be lovely. Mm. But it's not. that's not normally how it goes. So do you so, remember your first scene? Uh, what was the first scene? I think I think the first scene was the first scene was walking along with with Tyson and um you know some little old blind man's yeah. walked into a bin outside my house yeah psychopath yeah yeah he was a psychopath yeah I think that was the first scene right okay so uh, what about your accent um any troubles with that or are you, you quite good at sort of honing in on different kinds of accents no I'm all, I'm all right with accents i've got i've got quite a good ear and um i just listened to um daisy and charlie really yeah and uh and then i thought it's a bit more bristol my it's a little bit bristol but um you know look these people we move around don't we so mm. you know with no no trouble as long as you're in the right vicinity it's, yeah you're not offending anyone yeah i mean that's the thing with this this program in particular is we've got quite an affinity to it haven't we because well, we're, we're right there <laughs> it's basically based in places that we live you know oh, yeah? and, and we know daisy and charlie and and when we, we heard that they were making this program it was supposed to be about our hometown and when we when i saw your character i thought i know a hundred women that dress like exactly like it's not about the 90s it's now that's what they dress like now everybody knows a big mandy everybody knows a big mandy yeah so uh, so when it comes to things like the tattoos um (laughs) who actually drew drew the tattoos in that book it wasn't you was it the art department no the art department and we we um when it turned up the book we were just pissing ourselves you know (laughs) just looking through and really laughing and so all of the stuff uh, with us flicking through the book was not in the script. Right. Um, it was in the script that she should see that they were bad tattoos and say, who did these? But all the, you know, 
what's that and who's that we just did that uh, we just improvised that and we you know when something's going to be good because the you could just hear the crew I could hear the crew laughing you know when I was saying like stick of the dump and mm-hmm. When we kept laughing a few times, I don't know if they've kept any of those outtakes, but we just laughed so much at those drawings. They're so funny. I wish I'd kept one. <laughs> I really wish I'd kept one. Maybe even get your own tattoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> In tribute to it. <laughs> you get one. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so... Could start, oh, it could start a whole new trend, couldn't it? With, yeah. with this country tattoos, could you imagine? I get lots of tweets, people asking if the, if I'll do them a tattoo. Happy to, by yeah. the way. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how to tattoo. I'm probably just as good as Mandy, to be honest. Right there but you yeah. go. Happy I was gonna... to t- <clears throat> tattoo. So do you? I mean, after the um, the episodes were aired and that, have you have you had a lot of feedback? Yeah, yeah, I have, and. Uh, Everybody loves it. Mm. I mean, everybody loves it. And people stop me in the street. And um, the worst one, actually, was I was I was in Spain this summer with a friend of mine. And um, we were by the pool in a swimming costume, trying to get a bit of sun. And these kids were staring at me, teenagers, a couple of days. Every time we went out, they were looking, looking. And I thought, oh, God, mm. it was, you know. Are they looking at what they might become in the first year? <laughs> and finally, one of them said to me, you know, are you Mandy? Are you big Mandy? And, you know, I was like, I was so embarrassed. It's like, yeah, I am, yeah. But everybody's really, really positive about it, and, and they, they love it. And why wouldn't you? Mm. It's great. And they saw then it's very great. You can swear as much as you like. The podcast is called what? The podcast is called what? The actual fuck. So you can you can swear as much as you like, yeah. my dear. Um, okay, good. That's good. Um, I was going to say because that was the one thing that we said when we saw the episodes, wasn't it? Was whether it would translate because we found it funny because we saw people that we knew in the program. We wondered if it would translate countrywide, and it obviously did in regards to the amount of people. Yeah. Like Jack Whitehall and uh, Russell, Russell Brand. Brand and all these people that were just going mad for Retweeting it. Retweeting it and everything, weren't they? Yeah. Um, yeah, because it's funny. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. Yeah. So um, you said about bloopers and, and outtakes and stuff. Was there a lot of improvisation on set? There's a bit. That, look, I don't want to um, uh, uh, take anything away from their writing because the writing is so good. You don't need to improvise. Mm. You know that what's there is 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 fucking great. So, but we do always try and do. You know, we've just been shooting the second series, and we do try and do a couple of loose takes, and uh, then you see what gets in. Uh, th- there's a few comedians that that um, work like that. Ricky Gervais works like that as well, and uh, I think it pays dividends because everybody relaxes on the loose takes, and you sometimes you gold in those moments and um yeah they're really into that. so there is a bit of improvisation but the writing is spectacular doesn't need it right so you There's were, no sorry you you were filming obviously in the cotswolds were you were, were you aware of the cotswolds and the small towns of the, the cotswolds no. you'd never been no no I, in fact i couldn't believe 
you know, I'm a city girl, I'm a Londoner, and I, there's no fucking signal anywhere. <laughs> no. And it doesn't come back until you get back on the motorway. And I was just like, how is this in the 21st century? How is this possible that there's no signal? And one guy said to me, I said, we're staying in a, a lovely place, the inn at Foss- Fossbridge. Fossbridge, yeah. Fossbridge. Um, and I said, this, where's the signal? I started to get angry. Right, now look, if you go down into the garden, if you go right down into the path of the lake, and and I was walking and walking with the phone in the air, and I thought, I can't believe this is 2017 and this is happening. So how are you guys communicating with one another? I do not know. Uh, Tins and strings still. Yeah, and pigeons. That's that's normally how we do it. We do try our hardest. Small town mentality, that, that kind of, that village, that village mentality, everybody knows one another. That's, it doesn't need to be the Cotswolds, because that, that's anywhere, isn't it? Yeah, mm. absolutely. You know, that's even around my way, my, my manor where I am here is Listen Grove, sort of Edgware Road. You know, in our little estate, we all know one another. You know, you know, there's a, a little drama here as well, so it doesn't need to be... Um, you know, I don't think it's site specific. Obviously, there are jokes that are site specific, but um, that you know that that kind of mentality is everywhere, isn't it? And people mm. bored and yeah, yeah. But it's beautiful there. Yeah. So you, so you. I was looking at housing. Oh, were you? I started looking at housing. Like I've got any money, but I was like, <laughs> how much is it to live here? Then it's really nice. I'd come and really lower the time. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, then that would mean you could come into our studio instead of us being on Skype. That would be wonderful. Yeah, move yeah. move down to the Cotswolds. It'd be lovely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, obviously, you've just wrapped um, Series 2. Is there anything you can tell us about Series 2? Now, we don't, obviously, we know you can't give spoilers or anything, but what can you say? Uh... <laughs> yeah. Well, she's in it a bit more. That's right. good. Um, and she, I don't want to give anything. No, 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 no. We don't want to get you in trouble. Definitely not. No, I, well, I just think you know you should wait. It's not long, and the surprise is well worth it. Yeah, yeah, good. well worth it. Now you said that you were. Uh... I, had to, I had to learn a new skill. That's a that's a. a... There's a little taste of that. To learn a new skill. Oh my god! Oh, with, with, with Big Mandy, that could be literally anything. anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the mind boggles. Is Tyson yeah. still in it? <laughs> still in it. I didn't think it was the same dog. I was like, "That's not. That's not that dog. That's not the same dog. This one's not as ugly." <laughs> but um, it was the same dog. Oh. Yeah. He's, Wonderful. Uh, right now, you Tyson. said that you spoke. Uh, you've worked with Ricky Gervais uh, a couple of times. Haven't uh-huh. you? Um, what is it like working? Because I've, if I've, I'm ever bored, I'll always stick on like the office bloopers and stuff, just because he looks like a he could be fantastic to work with, and b he could be he's... the biggest pain in the ass to work with because he corpses all the time. He does. What? Yeah. What? What is the the experience like of working with Ricky? He's brilliant. He's brilliant. He shoots from like ten till four. Right. So everyone loves him. Yeah. You yeah. Know, yeah. You... He gets through to us. These things are important, you know. An army marches on its stomach, and he—he's um, the same. We shoot the script, and then you shoot. You just... He's so open to um, any input 
that anybody wants to to give. I love working with Ricky. He's very very great actually. He's uh, what I like about him as well is he's. It sounds odd. It's like he's not interested in being your mate. It's, it's about the work. And, you you know, you, you there's no ass kissing on the set. Everybody just turns up. We're all good at what we do. That's why we've been chosen. And um, you, you get on with it. And, again, just try and make one another laugh. Mm. And, uh, uh, he likes truth. Uh, I, I love working with him. He's great, Ricky. Yeah. yeah nice guy. Because you were in, I think you were in Derek as well, weren't you? Yeah, because yeah, I think that's the first time that I actually came across you because uh, I think you were somebody that came in and, and their, their mum had died and you were coming in to grab all yeah, their stuff. And then Carl Pilkington had a, had a massive go at you and that. And I yeah. hated you. I thought, oh, what, yeah. what a horrible bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not, sorry, I didn't mean to... I didn't no, no, <laughs> I mean, no, the, the character. But, it, the point. but it's weird how when you, you get your first impressions of people. So when I first saw you on this country... I thought, oh my god, it's that bitch again. <laughs> <laughs> when obviously you're a completely different character. Oh, don't look at me like that. Oh, I want to give you a big hug. <laughs> but you must get that a lot, like you said about the people when you was on holiday, that people think of you as that character when they see you. Yeah, the when I did Derek, you know, I got a, quite a bit of abuse on Twitter actually. Really? You know, people were so offended by by the character and. Uh, uh, but that's good. I mean, it's good. I was going to say, you you're, do your job. you're doing your job. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, that's it. I'm doing my job properly, if if that happens. But she was a horror. She was. She was mm. a horror of a human. Yeah. Absolutely, she was. Yeah. And he shook Carl Pilkington after that scene where he had a go at me. He was physically shaking. And he said, I don't like it. You know, I... Oh, it felt so real, and we were like, "Yeah, you know, that's good, that's right." But he, he didn't like it. He, he, he was so offended by her. But he was great. I mean, so, he's not an actor, is he? But he was great in that no. scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's so truthful. Like I say, he, he he shook for real. He was really upset afterwards. Oh, bless him. Was is he like he is on his um his series on the set, Carl Pilkington? Well, I only did a day with him, uh, but no, he seemed very smart and switched on. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you said there was a bit of similarity between filming that and this country. What were the similarities then between the set of this country and and working with Ricky Gervais? Uh, everyone's happy. It's a set where the, you're not afraid to laugh. Important when you're making a comedy. Um, uh, loose takes, takes you know, sh- takes where you know we come off script. Um, a lot of faith in the actors playing the various characters that they can they can do it, and so uh, you feel valued as a performer. Um, yeah, that's that's the similarity. A, a, a nice relaxed atmosphere. On the set. Right. Now, you've um, also played a Death Eater on Harry Potter, is that right? Yeah. So how was that? What episode did you play that in? I did the last two. Right. So when you walked into something like that, obviously it was already a phenomenon. It was a massive, massive thing. How did that feel, walking onto the set of something like Harry Potter? It was very emotional for me. 
Um, my mother had done the, the, the first five. Um, she was uh, a, a film extra and a stand-in, and she was chaperoning at the end of her life, and she did the first five. And uh, so, actually, it was quite emotional, but the sets were absolutely mind-blowing. And um, you're aware that you're just a tiny little cog in this huge expensive machine mm. um and it's sort of no expense spared and uh yeah it's i had my own wand wow they made a wand for me which i only ever got to see on set, as soon as you walk on the set they'd, they'd learn their lesson by by <laughs> deathly house because i think people were nicking them right and right why wouldn't you exactly um so yeah, I mean it's 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 epic the scale and the money, uh, but I just did a, a huge blockbuster this this year as well. That I'm sure you would be very very interested in. I can't tell you. Oh, you can't do that. <laughs> I think we can guess. Has it got anything to do with like like this? And... I can't, no, I can't. I can't say. You can't anything. say. <laughs> wow. So, this, this is an audio podcast, but say uh, excellent. That's fine. We're intrigued. We're um, very intrigued. Actually, when did you? So, what what made you? Or what, what what guided you into going into acting? Um, well, I think it was a bit of a dick, you know, <laughs> at school, and uh, I did a school play. My, like I say, my mum was in the business. You know, she was a dancer and a model. And she did, She started in the films in 1968. And um, so I grew up on film sets and TV sets and, uh, you know, very comfortable with it. And I, I, I didn't bother. And then, at, you know, at 15, I did uh, Midsummer Night's Dream at school. And after that, I didn't want to do anything else. So... It's all I can remember, really, is, is wanting to be an actor. So Before you, that, I was ambitionless. Did you go off to drama school and do those bits? Mm. Yeah, I, eventually I went to drama school when I was uh, 19, no, 21. Yeah, 21 I went to drama school. I went to Rose Bruford, and uh, that was fantastic. And we just laughed for three years. Messed about a lot, though. <laughs> I didn't seem to learn my lesson. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I've, that's all I've done ever since. But 15 very, very lean years. Very yeah. lean. And then uh, after my mum died, I wrote a play with a friend of mine and um, we, we put it on at, uh, at the Canal Cafe, a little tiny, it's a little tiny theatre in Little Venice in London. And uh, the Pleasants picked it up and they took us to Edinburgh. Oh. And it was a great big hit. It was a big hit. And then my mate who was in the play with me, Oki, she snapped her Achilles on stage. Oh. Halfway through the run. Oh, no. And I was saying to her, fucking get up, get up. <laughs> the BBC ring, get up. She was saying, I can't, I can't. It sounded like a gun went off. Oh, my it goodness. Went, it went back and off, the Achilles. So... That was the end of our run, but the BBC were in that day, and they picked us up and and um, they developed it with us for two years. But it went tits up in the end. But uh, after that, I got a better agent, and then and that changes everything when you get a good agent. You can't believe it. it changes everything. So since then, I've had a career. 
Right. But before that, two two jobs a year if I was lucky. A couple of lines. Yeah, yeah. Why? It's a shit business. <laughs> a hard business, isn't it? But you obviously enjoy it. Really? You wouldn't would you wouldn't keep doing it if you didn't I enjoy it. I just can't it. do anything else. Right. Yeah, I do enjoy it. I do enjoy it. I mean, I, you know, there's often times when I think, oh, I just want to be a carpenter. Or, you know, I just want to live in the sun. But uh, I'm very lucky. Yeah. I'm very lucky now. The harder you work, the lucky you get. Do you still I do, do theatre work now, then? I do a lot of theatre. Yeah. I do a lot of theatre. Yeah, I've not long finished a play. I, I, I mean, I do theatre all the time if I could, but it's just, you know, financially, it's difficult. Mm. Um, I, you know, little jobs like this country, and I like doing Man Down. Mm. Um, I've enjoyed a few jobs recently on TV and stuff, and this film that I just did, it was just incredible, amazing. Um, but theatre is, is where it's at, really. It's, there's nothing like it. Right. And when you see... Uh, like uh, Charlie and Daisy, does it not make you think that you'd like to maybe write your own vehicle for yourself? So we got the shit kicked out of us, really. But you know, with that that um, the play that we wrote, it was such a beautiful play, and you know, the sitcom, and it, it really got twisted, and everything that it was supposed to be isn't what it ended up being, and you know, it was kind of two two years, and so I lost my confidence. Um, I have things I I keep saying oh I have this idea and I must write this and this is and I somehow I can't seem to do it at the moment maybe one day yeah. I, I will but uh it's it's you know it's hard enough as it is I think with rejection and you know what we have to go through as actors mm. then to have the balls to do that writing as well but it does pay off if you if you get it right but don't be under any illusions. You know, what Daisy and Charlie have done is is so rare and so hard. It's it's They might make it look easy, but it, it fucking isn't. Yeah. No. Well, we've known from talking to Daisy about two, three years ago when yeah. it was apparently going to be on ITV and it was a different kind of story that just what she's gone through personally, it seems like it's it's not an easy thing. But, yeah, I auditioned for that. For that oh, so, did you? That version. I auditioned to play her mum. Oh right. Okay. In that, but I didn't get it. No. <laughs> but these but, things happen for a reason, don't they? There you go. There you go. Um, yeah. Right. Before we play the little uh, game, I did a uh, Twitter poll, um, which went up on the uh, at WTAF This Country, and the question was, uh, if you could go to Mars, who would you take with you? And at the moment, Big Mandy is in the lead with 57%. So how do you feel about that? (laughs) Well, of course you would take Big Mandy because she would absolutely kick the shit out of you if you didn't. Exactly. I couldn't believe that I got a a shitty tweet when I did the last one, like, who would you give your last Rolo to? And I forgot to put Big Mandy in it. And someone said, what about Big Mandy? And I goes, no, because Big Mandy would just come and grab your last roll off I was going to say, she wouldn't, you wouldn't have to give it to exactly. her. Exactly. No, it. she'd take it and smack you in the face. And have she your would. Own... Yeah. So there you go. Right. She'd have the whole packet. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. You are the first person that's going to play our new game uh, called... Curtain. It's called Kerry or Curtain. Okay. Right. There's going to be a line of dialogue. You have to tell me whether it's Kerry or Curtain. God. Okay? Yeah. Okay. Right, the first one is, I can't stop thinking about that monkey. 
Is that Kerry or Curtin? That's Kerry. It is. Well done. Well keep, done. keep score for us, Neil. We have do. five of these. Uh, number two, I can't wait to see Uncle Nugget. He's such a laugh. Well, it could be either of them. It could be. Curtin. Oh, no, it was Kerry. Uh, number three, I babysit people's pets. Thanks. That's Kerry. That is Kerry. Uh, number one of her jobs. That's right. Number four, you don't have to just jab, jab, jab. Fucking hell, these are hard. <laughs> it is curtain. Well done. And the last one, you only go in there to nick stuff. Kerry. That was curtain. But three that's three. Three out of five. That is bad. It's not bad. I want another go. <laughs> Ask me again. I've only <laughs> Carefully edited. <laughs> Carefully edited. Well, no, I mean, to be fair, you won't tell us the name of the movie that you're in, so I'm not going to let you do that again. So no. it's, you know. I won't. I can't. No. I won't. I'd love to. Would you? I can't. Okay. That's fair enough. <laughs> so, Ashley, did you sit down and watch the series as well afterwards, like everybody else? or did you? Yes. Or, or did you get a pre-screen? Uh... Uh, there was a screening, but I couldn't go because I was filming. Because <laughs> I'm so busy and important. I was filming something, I don't know. Uh, but um, I loved it. We all loved it. I would have watched it even if I wasn't in it. We would have been into it even if I wasn't in it. So fun. Right. So, so have, yeah. uh, have you got uh, what have you got coming up that you can tell us about then? Actually, I haven't. I, I, um, I haven't stopped... For the last three years, I just haven't stopped. So I, I have made a decision to not work for the rest of the year. Nice. If, if at all possible. So there's nothing coming up, actually. It's lovely. It's lovely. Look I'm building that. my kitchen. Oh, lovely. There you go, see? Yeah. A lady of yeah. leisure. And many talents. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there is something in the new year, but um, can't tell you. <laughs> but funny enough... They they make you they do these NDAs now for everything you know non disclosure agreements mm. for everything for things that you think no why am I signing this nobody nobody would be interested even if I told them but uh, sadly we have to pretty much everything now that's fair enough so I can't tell you no that's fine Sorry. we, we but totally at least you got something coming up that's totally understand uh, well thank you very much Ashley it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you it really it's has been great it's all fine. Thank you. Um, so that's it, mate, for episode two. I know, it's great. So there sad. Go. Sad indeed. I wish it could carry on. Yeah. Come and subscribe to the po- uh, podcast on Apple Podcasts and also come and follow us on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at WTAF This Country. Brilliant. There thank you, go. you very much, Ashley. So thank you very much, Ashley. Thank Pleasure. you very much, everybody, and we'll see you again soon. Bye. Scarecrow Festival is like the most important day of the year. This is just ridiculous. What the actual fuck? Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Pavel. Hey. Hey. Are you tired of listening to generic, boring radio podcasts? Boring. That's good. Want to put a bit of fun back in your Thursdays? Fun. Good work, you were long. (laughs) So why not join us and Kelly and Jen? 
Naturally. For an hour of sometimes NSFW fun and frolics. Could you mug a pug? That's yeah. the real question. No, you can never mug a pug. No. You can mug one off. <laughs> Including the UK top ten movies. Third highest grossing movie of the year. The year is... Kelly's G-Spot. Jen's Challenge. Jen, 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 Challenge, 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 Challenge. And also featuring Barry Gibbs Health Tips. There's nothing on TV on Thursdays anymore, so come and entertain your ears. You're funny. With the Pancast Show. Phenomenal. Check us out at pancast.co.uk or you can subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or other podcast apps. It's all right. Hi, I'm Pav. I'm Neil. We're here to tell you about our new exciting project, the Top 10 of Anything podcast. Phenomenal. That's right, Neil. We grab a guest or two, pick a subject, then bring our own Top 10s to the pod. Yes. It could be Top 10 scary movies, Top 10 swear words, Top 10 breakfast foods, anything. Oh, you saucy devil. Indeed, Neil. Our first episode will be online very soon, so subscribe on all your usual podcast platforms so you don't miss it. Yes. The Top 10 of Anything podcast. Let's begin the countdown. Phenomenal.